Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and good evening. Welcome to another edition of Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. And this evening we have a very special guest in studio. You may have seen the noise on social media. We've been posting a video. We posted a little flyer. And now I'd like to welcome our guest, our very special guest, the incoming mayor of Cape Town, Mr. Dan Plato. Good evening and evening to the listeners. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you for making the time. My pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the obvious question, are you ready for the job? Man, I think so, yes. Um, it's always an honor to serve the public of Cape Town and uh, to be at this service and uh, to, to see what one can do for the citizens of the city. But uh, really, the, the job is, is really an honor and I want to thank my party for appointing me in this position. Well, in the break, you had just joked that when you became the mayor, because this isn't the first time you're the mayor, it's the second time. You're getting another chance, basically. (laughs) (laughs) The first time you were the mayor, you were taken over from Helen Ziller. That's correct. And now you are going to replace Patricia DeLille. That's right. So, you joked something about big shoes to fill or something. How do you feel about that? Are these big shoes to fill? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were taken over from Helen Zero. Indeed, was big, very, very big shoes to fill, and Patricia Delol exactly the same. But uh, one must just uh, do your best and uh, try to do the honourable thing, and and that is to to be at service for the public of Cape Town. Uh, at the time with Helen Zeller, with the big shoes to fill, and uh, I took over just before the well-known 2010 Soccer World Cup tournament. And uh, at the time, there was all the talks of um, will we make it and uh, that sort of thing. And uh, we sailed through the World Cup with flying colors. At the time, also service delivery was at an all-time high. And our fiscal situation was at good standing. And I'm looking forward to do exactly the same, to make sure that the city of Cape Town's fiscal standing is, 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 is good. Okay, I don't want to go into too much detail right now, because we're going to have a lot of time to talk about your aspirations and what Thank you'd you. like to do. Thank you. But now, Patricia DeLille is someone that everybody has an opinion about. What is your opinion about her leadership? What do you think she has contributed to the city? I think that is a terribly difficult one. No, I think Patricia just tried to do her best. Um, I think uh, there's there's many, many good things I've seen. Uh, There's delivery taking place. There's there's all the housing developments, uh, the mail upgrading programs and projects in many, many communities is ongoing. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, I think the city of Cape Town have dealt with the, with the water crisis uh, amicably. Um, I think uh, we we could push day zero aside, uh, be back. Uh, I love how you're not talking about sort of Patricia. <laughs> you're not actually talking about her. You're talking about the city. Was she a good mayor? No, no. Let me say she she was at at at. Uh, um, at the helm, uh, she's currently still the mayor. All of what I have said was uh, while she's the current mayor. So, so I don't want to focus on on the negatives. With each and every mayor, with Helen Zeller, there was a negative of two. With me, there a negative of two. But sometimes people miss all the positives as well. So, it's, it's, I'm not yet to talk about anything negative about Patricia the little. Um, the public have their own perspective of what they perceive as negative. But sometimes one miss out on, on what was positive and, didn't, and the positive sometimes never reach the front pages of the newspapers. Mm-hmm. 
Are you saying she was a good mayor? I think so, yes, definitely. Helen Zolle was an exceptionally good mayor. I think Patricia Dallal herself a good mayor. Okay. Now I'd like to talk to be, to uh, you a bit about, I'd like listeners who don't really know you to just know a bit about yourself. So where were you born? Where are you from? You know, tell us a bit about you. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm not a born Cape Townian. I'm uh, born in a, in a small town called uh, Swellendam. I think one of the most beautiful towns in, in, in Cape Town, one of the oldest as well, with a, with an old Swellendam hotel in Swellendam. And um, um, then my, my parents moved to a town called Ashton. And from there, I moved to Cape Town for, to fulfill my studies. Yeah, what did you study? Um, look, um, I stayed in 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 an in in area called Ravensmead, and and I'm staying currently still on the border of of Ravensmead. Don't want to move away from Ravensmead. Want to be in the mix with the people, and that sort of thing. I love it when people come and knock on the door and that sort of thing. So so uh, I prefer staying in Ravensmead to be close to the public, close to the people, and um, finish my matric at, at Florida High School in Ravensmead. At the moment, you are serving in the provincial government. You are the MEC for community for safety. For community safety, that is a big job. Hmm. I can tell you, on burning issue, we talk a lot about gangs and Absolutely. drugs and crime, and you know all these issues affecting our communities. It's a big problem. Yeah. What was your day like today? Uh, quite busy. Um, spend most of the morning in Hanover Park with community leaders visiting three schools. Uh, engage with the learners about their aspirations um, to listen to the Hanover Park listen, uh, s- uh, students. I think it's Mount View High School, Cedar High School, and um, all the horrible stories about how the youngsters in the evening want to study specifically our matriculants because it's pressing time for them. Next week they begin to write their final exams and how they try to study and sometimes had to listen to the to the bullets flying all over the show in Hanover Park. Mm-hmm. It's not a good state of affairs. And to see tears rolling out of the eyes, and, uh, but also to, to listen to their aspirations, um, what they want to become, and uh, to, to listen to that, that they have dreams, big, big, big dreams. Um, but it, it was a highlight for me and Alan Vindy, my, my colleague, the very Western Cape Minister for Agriculture and Economic Development and Tourism, to be there. Mm-hmm. Shahid Iso was there as well with Councillor Antonio van der but and, and Mahadin Davids, but also to move from there to Oceanview. And you know the situation in Oceanview as well, and to engage with the community, to have a walkabout and that sort of thing. So part of, of the work on a day-to-day basis is I prefer not to sit in the office many at times. Um, office work is important, the admin, but my motto is um, there's well-trained officials to deal with, the, with that por- portion of the work, but to give up public hope, to encourage them, uh, to see what, one, what else one can do for them. And I suppose ultimately if you don't see what's happening in communities, you won't be able to make decisions on how to address certain problems. Absolutely. Then one won't understand what, what's the issues on the ground. And I, I want to be hands-on. I want to know and understand the issues so that I know how best to address them. We have about two minutes before we're going to take an ad break. You work in the provincial government and now you are going to become the mayor of Cape Town at the city level. 
Is it like a demotion? Are you being demoted? How does that work? Like going from <laughs> provincial government to the city? No, definitely not. I think uh, to be at service you, you, uh, for, to the citizens of the city, you must remember Cape Town is the second largest city in South Africa and um, with the second largest uh, population after Johannesburg. And also one need to, to understand it's the mother city of South Africa. So it's a very important city. It's our, our tourism mecca. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, Cape Town is on the world map. And um, look, um, it is very important for, for, for myself um, uh, to, to do my best in this position for the citizens of, of, of uh, Cape Town, but also for the citizens of South Africa. Okay. Well, let's go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'd like to talk to you about your aspirations. Yeah. Welcome back to The Burning Issue. I'm your presenter and host, Yazid Kamaldin. And like I mentioned before, we have the incoming mayor of Cape Town, Dan Plato, in studio. He is currently the MEC for Community Safety in the Western Cape Government. And he has previously served as the mayoral <coughs> committee member for housing with the city of Cape Town. That was a couple of years ago. And that was before he became the mayor. Now, the opportunity is for our listeners, of course, to interact with the incoming mayor, ask him questions. And some questions have already come through, just to let you know. The WhatsApp line is 072-238-0712. That's 072-238-0712. We also have a live on-air number, and the number is 021-442-3530. That's 021-442-3530. We have not invited any opposition politicians or anyone in to sort of be on the platform because this evening it's really your chance as a citizen to have direct contact with the incoming mayor and ask him what he's going to do in Cape Town. We have some listeners who have sent some questions, and let's ask those questions. Oh, can we go ahead? Let's, yes. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's look at some of them. Okay, so listener 4506 asks, Mr. Plato, how can you manage a city when you can't manage the safety of citizens? Well, I think that's a very important question, and thank you to the listener for the question. Look, um, one thing we must understand, uh, the Department of Community Safety is not the Department of Police. Um, I need to work very, very closely with the police and metro police. In Cape Town, I will have a different kind of a role, and that is to be more involved, operationally involved with metro police and law enforcement and traffic police. But so you'll have like a more grip, or grip or what like, like yeah. J.P. Smith currently. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this current position, there is no operational control over the police. Which is a national... The, which is a national competency, and that's what the the listeners and the public normally do not understand. So I do not have investigative powers to investigate certain cases, uh, cases of criminalities. I need to rely on the police to do that. Um, no arresting powers. Cannot take a docket to a court, although I can only inquire. I can only ask for answers. My role is oversight over the police. And that is why we moan a lot in the newspapers, in the media, about the efficiency and the effectiveness of the police more than anything else so um, we avail a lot of time what we detect 
police are doing wrong and we um, we air our point of view and we have done so many many at times when police let go of thousands of police reserves we we've done so we we made our voices known uh, when the we made a study with regard to um, the the resources at the police stations and our study of the western okay i'm gonna have to wrap it because you have a call i'm sorry no problem i hate losing callers no callers problem. make the show caller assalamu alaikum welcome to burning issue wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ya zid and the mayor there incoming mayor patricia de lalis to allah to give an opportunity to listen and to talk and to intake and no other lifestyle will be accepted except the lifestyle of nabi muhammad i want to ask the mayor especially incoming mayor once again what is he prepared to do for the people that was dispossessed since the since 1966 until 1981 especially in district 6 because at the end of the day it's very hard so i'm basically waiting for 23 years to be restituted and it is very sad what is basically going on i mean when are we going to come back that is what i want to know and i want to congratulate him and i want to have him thank he you. must have a nice day thank you very very much listen can i may i answer immediately absolutely definitely absolutely. Um, i'm also very appalled you know when i was mayor before with helen zeller and michael member for housing we uh, assessed the the districts i think at the time was a steering committee and and whatever in place and we try our best to drive the developmental processes and uh, currently it is way way behind the caller is quite correct and from the city of cape town side it's a soul in the eye we will have to push it to the limit we will i will definitely make my voice known in 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 that respect i think we'll definitely have you back on the show yeah you're most you welcome. know in a couple of months definitely we'll get an update on yeah. because district six is such a cape town thing and yeah. it's been going on for so long yeah. mr plato you have another question here from a listener 0115 says dan plato are you going to continue the apartheid policy and gentrification of the colored Muslim people in Burkhap and Woodstock, etc., like the DA and predecessor Patricia DeLille? Uh, look, um, I don't know much about uh, Patricia DeLille's involvement in that respect, but um, before, my point of view was always, whenever you want to develop, whenever you want to do something, do it with the public of of your area and what i mean the public of cape town and uh, if this i i know about the specific problems in in the book mm-hmm. um i i note all the tire burnings and and protests and things like that it is two minutes walk from my office 35 whale street so i was standing around notice etc etc but at the end of the day um, one must get together. I am of the belief that talks, looking people in the eye, even if it is disgruntled people, can resolve many, many issues. Uh, people sometimes want to be listened to. Mm, so you're and not commenting on the policy per se at the n- moment, look, but you're saying it's something that you would look at. D- look, I... One need to look at the specific issues and the specific needs of the of the caller, and um, many at times the, the the public is of the opinion government don't listen to them, government do listen but go and do their own thing. It is at the end of the day to say to people this is laws of government, this is policies of the state, this is what we can do, this is what we cannot do, and 
I think if public understand that, public will have more respect for you as a politician. And that will be my my starting point of view with regard to the book up and other issues. Okay. I mean, I think these are all topics that have been going on in our city for such a long time. And what happens is people are still seeking answers. That is why they are asking these questions. And I think they are maybe red flagging them for you. They're saying this is what you need to look at exactly. as you come into the office. Exactly. So, I mean, another housing-related question from listener 8144. And the listener wants to know, would you establish a... Um, it says here that this is something that you had mentioned a few years ago. Now, I don't have the reference to this. Would you establish the vision of high-rise buildings to overcome the need for homes and the current shortage thereof as in the eastern model is this something that you had talked about previously look what we need to understand i receive a lot of letters a lot of emails sms's my telephone number is lying all over the show in many communities and uh, the one remark i receive is um, lots of people want a big house to be built for them by the state on a big plot. Now, um, that is not uh, advisable. We, we do not have the necessary infrastructure and, and the available land at our disposal to do that for each and every one, to have a big house on a big plot. And I think I've said it at the time when Toki Sihuala was the, the Minister for Housing and Human Settlements, and I said to him, uh, we will have to start with a marketing kind of a drive to, through South Africa to, to, to inform people. I think those glory five days is over. Looking at the thousands and thousands of people waiting on the housing, waiting over 500,000. Is that just here in Cape Town? Just in the Western Cape, Cape Town and the Western Cape. And let me say to you, during my time in office, a study was done by engineers and interested people. And to accommodate over 500,000 and to cut out Erwin for them. You will have to develop from Mulnet and right down to beyond Marmesbury on the way to Paketback. So that is the, the ma- Cape Town will have to expand massively. We will have to create another city uh, of Cape Town almost to get that. So densification for me is, is, is the way to go. Okay. You see, More high rise buildings. You see densification across the world. You see it in the east. Um, you see you all over the east but is it conducive to like and uh, mm-hmm. but we don't have the land available for single plots for each and every yeah. person yeah. Uh-huh. looking at ocean view i visited ocean view this afternoon let me say to you i was told there's over 40,000 or 14,000 people and ocean view is not a big kind of an area um, backyarders waiting patiently for us and some of them waiting for over 20 years already when are we going to accommodate those people for how many more years must they wait we are not saying build skyscrapers of 30 40 uh, stories and that's not that type of high-rise buildings but i think we haven't start testing densification appropriately in cape town and that for me is a worry, and I think we need to begin to do that so that we can begin to house many, many more people. How do you think are we going to get rid of all the shack structures uh, next to the N2, in Nyanga, in Dunun, in Kayalicha? Uh, for how long must people continue to live in shack structures? And, uh, but 
to build for each and every one yeah. of those but people. But Mr. Plato, Mr. Plato, I, I just, I'm just curious to know, so I mean, it's not just like replicating ghettos though, right? It's actually making conducive living conditions for people. It's not just putting up lots and lots of flats and saying go live there. No, it's no, actually no. making it with a park maybe and with like a, no, a healthy kind of necessary way of, amenities. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when I, when I hear densification and high-rise buildings, I just think ghettos. Mm. You know, I just think like cramming lots of people into little mini apartments stacked on top of each other like sardines in a can. Well, let me, let me say to you at the end of the day, um, um, if you're talking about densification, you're talking about many, many people uh, receiving a unit or t- in such a complex. But at the end of the day... Um, I am well aware of, of social issues, what to do with the social issues, but that is where the educational drives massive education from government side needs to start. But also, like I'm saying, like at least communities with facilities. Yeah. No, no. Look, um, traveling around the world in the east, also in the west, with, with a block of flats, um, the ground floor, there's shops, there's a barber. There's a pharmacy, a hairdressing, whatever, and, and, and many, many other things. Um, that's what you're talking about. But then um, the, the, the environment, you have your bra spots. It is enclosed. Kids can't uh, rush or run uh, away into the streets and that sort of thing. But again, we need to start a pro- such a process with the communities to make them to understand why something like that is necessary. Yeah. For the... Th- Look, I won't love to see government to just willy-nilly go and do something like that without the buy-in of the public. I think the buy-in of the public will be of the utmost. Yeah, and feedback. Maybe maybe they need to co-design it and say, yeah. we need to have this and this and this instead of just saying, like, dump us, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, by the way, I like your accent. <laughs> I like my, the way you say my, West. My my my, my Afrikaans uh, English like accent. Yeah, uh, it's very oh, much my my, com- my kitchen English and my compass Afrikaans. <laughs> but I can de- you, you you definitely grew up speaking Afrikaans, right? Yeah, no, no, definitely my um, uh, mother tongue language is, is is mainly Afrikaans. I try my best with English. I don't think I'm doing too bad with my English. Not at all. But there's an accent. It's kind of cool. Luisteraars is helemaal inskakel. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get more to the serious stuff. So we've got other questions as well. Um, so some questions relate to national government that are coming through. For example, this is a national government thing. A question says, what do people do who don't get SASA? Uh, we don't get a SASA grant. I mean, that's not your competency. That isn't no. the yeah. That I mean, that's a national government. SASA is not a a, a, a city. But certainly look, not a, a. We we have a link, a social development link. Uh, my colleague Albert Fritz, the Western Cape Minister for Social Development. That's a question that needs to be posed to him, and he will have to deal with it. He, he is closely in touch with SASA and with what they are doing. Okay. Look, I must tell you, the questions are streaming in, um, and there's all kinds of questions, you know, no questions problem. now relating to religion as well. Listener um, 5114 asks, what is your stance on the development of mosques in previously white areas where there's resistance by council and some of the neighbors? Look, um, I was intimately involved in the past, and uh, I'm known um, in many circles um, of the Muslim community 
for my stance with regard to that and uh, intimately involved assist. Um, I can just recall um, I was asked uh, for my opinion uh, way back with regard to the Plot the Kloof mosque situation. The Pinelands mosque situation, there was problems in, in I think, Elsie's River, the border of, of Elsie's River and Eitzig, for instance, with that mosque. Um, um, those Muslim leadership is, is well aware of that. Um, so we drive, uh, look, we, the religion is, is very important for us. It doesn't matter if it is from the Muslim side or the Christian side. I'm a Christian myself, and I do have many, many Muslim friends, and uh, and we associate and that sort of thing. So um, we've. I am on record for, for doing my utmost best to, to make things comfortable for the Muslim community, and if there is problems with the building of mosques, we have to resolve it. Mm. I mean, ultimately, this is part of the fabric of Cape Town. And if Absolutely. you're going to be the mayor of Cape Town, it's, it's like coexistence is essential. We've been living here for hundreds of years. Well, I can say to you, um, ask Muslims near to me, um, I'm on record for what I have done already. Mm-hmm. So now listen, and I would go to Kales River, and I'm not sure if this is a topic that you are aware of, but listen to... 0163 asks firstly they say looking forward to welcome you to your new position um, and that's from at save Kales River they're welcoming you thank you yeah thank you Kales River uh, and then they're also saying are you aware of the problem in Kales River with the noise and pollution from a steel mill no that is something new but uh, okay. forward me the necessary details so that one can can deal with it we have a component in the city of Cape Town dealing with noise pollution if one can put it to you like that I'll write this number down for you immediately um, and also question two says will providing empathy and encouragement to citizens be on your list as a new mayor next month <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good one to touch you <laughs> one. Um, that is something one can can look into. Is, is a pity the person don't want to provide his name, and uh, it could be someone known to me. <laughs> but I mean, isn't that the job of the mayor? Right, the mayor's job is ultimately, like you said earlier, to inspire and to and to, and to and to encourage Def- hope amongst the citizens. No, right, absolutely. I mean, one would expect a mayor to have empathy. Yeah, definitely. So, here is listener 4506 sounding rather pessimistic, saying Cape Town will be the same place with the same problems, but a different face governing. Look, one needs to, we have the IDP processes in Cape Town. We have the engagement processes, also the ward committee systems, and uh, where interested people could come and uh, give us their point of view with regard to the future of the city. I would love to continue with those engagements. Um, um, if the face of the city needs to change, people need to, to, to give a, a kind of a, a view of how it should be done, what is it they want, and um, definitely um, my door will be open to that and to open to, to new ideas. That's amazing. That's really amazing. So now we have a, a we're going to take a break and we've got quite a lot more to go through in terms of the WhatsApp line. No problem. The burning issue. 
Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. And of course, in the studio, we have the incoming mayor of the city of Cape Town, Mr. Dan Plato. And we are taking your messages on the WhatsApp line. The number is 072-238-0712. You can also give us a call live on air. The number is 021-442-3530. Now, going straight back into the WhatsApp line, listener 7526 writes, Assalamu alaikum to the incoming mayor, Mr. Dan Plato. I believe in the new incoming mayor of the mother city in Cape Town and I trust he will deliver to the best of his ability all times. Thanks and shukran from the mayor of Elsie's River. <laughs> the question is who, who is the, the mayor, mayor of Elsie's River? <laughs> Could be anyone. I know, right? Maybe the first person who wakes up in the morning is yeah. the mayor. <laughs> so then Ishmael sends a message um, and, he, and he says public works may not be your jurisdiction yeah. but Pelican Park Parliamentary Village is a white elephant and possibly widely misused and abused this costs us money can we get an audit and will these houses be sold off is this something you are aware well, of I can or? escalate that uh, question to the National Department of Public Works the call is quite correct he understand where that authority and responsibility lies but uh, like with the SASA um, we can escalate any question to where it belongs Okay. I will definitely do that I made a note of Pel- the Pelican Park uh, WhatsApp uh, question already. Okay, great. So here we have another um, a District 6 related question. His listener 0115 says the Blumhoff and Sterling Flats were our former homes before we were dispossessed during apartheid. Will you support District 6 claimants to return to those flats where our memories are as this will also speed up the return of the coloured community to Cape Town? So essentially saying will you support District 6 claimants? Uh, look, um, my heart lies with with with, with District Six. We, I know exactly what happened way back uh, during the apartheid era. Uh, people had to leave, and in a very uncomfortable, dramatic yeah. way, and so on. I think to you've kind ease, of to mm. ease the situation, yeah. and and as incoming mayor to show the necessary compassion, assistance. People want closure. People want finality. I know about the current decision by national government. I think they have said. Pro, uh, local government must play a much, much more um, major role, bigger role with the development and the district issues. They didn't say how it should happen. Mm. And what Look, I just want to say that I think fine. you've answered this earlier. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. going to move on. So we have a call on the line. That's why I also want to move on. Kula, assalamu alaikum. Good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. You are speaking to the incoming Mayor Dan Plato. Wa alaikum salam and good evening, Maya. Good evening, my friend. Um, congratulations on your, your appointment. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, listen, I just wanted to ask you something. My name is Saik. Ah, we developed an app, you know, for the safety. And it's, it's basically a, a, a alert app for it's a, it's an Android app that uh, would work for, like, um, similar to the shop spot away. But this would be, like, in, in the normal person's hand. Where it's, a, it's, a, it's an app that basically alerts for gunshots, for violence, gang violence assaults and that type of thing and also um, 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 missing persons and then um, uh, then this ice function like uh, in case of emergency we, you know we we actually um, uh, we, uh, took it to safety labs we took it to 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 to, to. we didn't actually let them see us physically we explained to them what it was and to jp smith and they just shut us down they said look they're not interested so you've developed an app that people can download oh. on their phones no 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 listen they're mm-hmm. not going to download it by using any data 
uh, the downloading of the app, no matter how small it is, what we were envisioning, uh, what we were basically were gonna gonna do to the various um, 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 town, um, townships, go around and um, avail the wife wireless um, um, a, a Wi-Fi hotspot that they can download the app. Yeah. And what Look, they can so do is they. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think this is something. Do you have a question? I mean, is this something you yes. want to take forward? Yes. I, I wanted to. I wanted to ask the mayor, man. Who do I speak to? No. Because I mean, this is an app that we we, we don't money from the government. <laughs> we yeah. we I, basically, and the businessman is basically a certain businessman is helping with the app to develop the app and all that. But the app is already in its uh, start stages. Let me give you a hearing. Um, let yes. me let, provide your particulars, uh, or I could provide you my cell number. Uh, I, we can even do it over the air if you have okay what is your cell number my my, my cell number is 076 did you get that listener I'll, I'll, I'll call the, the studio later because I don't have a pen with me that I'll just um, take it down geez, send us a whatsapp we'll respond to the whatsapp with a message the whatsapp number is 072 we're trying to give you the number Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll respond with that, and then you can just send me the mail. Yeah, okay. Shukran. Okay, salamu alaikum. Okay, okay, so listener six four three four is just reminding you and saying. Uh, we still have the big photo that we took in your chambers a few years ago when you were mayor. I have no idea who this person is, but they've sent the message. They just said they still got the picture. <laughs> That's a, a good uh, Thank you for that. I, I, I remember a, a number of of. of Photos. Um, now you're going to be taking a lot of selfies. We've taken a selfie. Yeah, absolutely. This is the selfie era. No, you better no. up the game. So, uh, Mr. Plato, here's another question. 9696 says, okay, this is like really Afrikaans. Mr. Meneer Plato, who is it moeilijk that in person vier huise besit rental stock in om water redes kan mense uitgesit word uit rental stock asjeblief? Nee, een persoon kan nie vier rentelslag huise besit nie, Ivers is daar een probleem, ek so graag meer detail daar oor wil hee, en uh, wanneer mense uitgesit kan word, uh, is wanneer um, hulle onwettig daar woon, wanneer hulle, en dit is die ander groot kops hier, wat vir my een groot probleem is, dat ons nie uh, uh, gauw genoeg van uh, mense wat onwettige bedrijvighede doen in regeringshuise nie, dat ons hulle gauw genoeg uitsit nie, maar natuurlijk, daar is proces, ongelukkig processe wat ons moet volg, maar mense kan uh, geëwiek word, um, as die nodige klachtes ontvang is en as die klachtes bewys dat het echt incorrect is, kan, kan dit gebeur. Wat is bedrijven wat? Um, activities, illegal activities. But what was that word? In Afrikaans is dit onwettige bedrijvighede. Bedrijvighede, oh my god. I've never heard that word in my life. Wel, dit is nou, jy het gepraat van, ons moet so'n bykie Afrikaans opraat, en dit is een typische platvloerse kombuis Afrikaans. Die noordelike stede is hier in die Southern Suburbs. I'm from the Southern Suburbs. So you have to understand something, that's a different world. Definitely. Yeah. Well, by here, assalamu alaikum, welcome to Voice of the Cape, burning issue, Mr. Plato is listening. Hi, alaikum assalam, um, good evening Mr. Plato, how evening, are you? Evening, very well, thank you. Um, uh, Mr. Plato, this is an old Cales River resident as well. I just want to inquire regarding our, our water that has been switched off so many times, and they, no, they never notify us. And the, the water's been off now thrice for this month, but our water's coming through the taps is not any, it's not clear as it used to be, and it has a chemical, a very chemical smell. 
That's question number one. Question number two, I heard someone speaking about the District 6 says, I have family members that's on the District 6 list, and some of them has passed on several years ago, already, and the others are still waiting on the, on the, on, on the housing. That's question number two. Question number three. Your last question, um, please. Um, yes, the last question. Regarding the SASA. SASA wants to, my husband is retired, and they're requiring a, a statement from the bank regarding the valuation of the property. But the bank doesn't give that anymore because they say they outsource it to other companies to do that. But on our rates paper, the, the valuation is on the rates paper, but they don't accept it that way. What's happening there? Okay, so can I just can I just preempt your response? I just want to say something. Something that people also need to just understand is you are not yet the mayor, right? You are the incoming mayor. Yeah, but you're making notes. That's fine. Okay, cool. Ek werk al reeds. Okay, cool. Let's do on immediately about the Sasa issue. I will definitely escalate that. Obviously, I need to lay these particulars. Kola, are you still on air? Yes, I am. It's one of of Mr. Plato's old neighbors. Please leave your number with the technician, because My Mr. number or the landline number. Either way, whichever one you prefer, wherever okay. we can, wherever Mr. Plato can contact you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you can okay. listen further on the radio. Uh, yes, I will. Da, da, um, uh, just before I go off, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Danny, yes. Afrikaans. Baie dankie by jou. Wow, Danny. Wow, Auntie Baia. Danny Danny nogal. Wow. Okay, thanks for that. Listen, do you want to get into some yeah, of the... No, definitely with regard to District 6. I am, I'm, I'm looking forward to work closely with the District 6 claimants to, to have that issue resolved, to put some pressure on, on national government. I think uh, it's a similar issue mentioned the other day in our Cabinet Caucus by Helen Zille, the current Premier of the Western Cape. Uh, she's very, very appalled with regard to the slow progress. Uh, that was Helen Zille's words. It is absolutely appalling uh, regarding the slow, slow progress. And she, she was quite happy with national government expressing a point of view that the other Swiss of government needs to begin to come in and to begin to play a much bigger role. I think, I think national on its own, they try their best. I'm yeah. not here to run down any government entity. They try their best, but they, they re- realized their best was not, not good enough. And to, for us uh, to, to play a role and, and to push and to, to see that developments take place. I think um, I would love to play a much, much more meaningful role with regard to District 6. With a water situation, chemical smell and that sort of thing, water off, on and off and that sort of thing, that is not effective service delivery. And I would love to pick that issue up with the officials in the water department. Okay, okay, cool. So, um, listeners, just to remind you... Um, our lines are open on the number 021-442-3530, and we thank you for all your interactions. I must say the WhatsApp line is buzzy. So let's go back there. Let's see what people are saying. Listener 2580 says, and you're getting a lot of housing questions. Mm. I must say this is because obviously that has been your expertise. Mm. You have served in that position. Um, uh, the mayoral committee member for housing, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Um, so it says, how is it possible that people in various places get a house that's not even that long on the waiting list? And I've been on the waiting list since 2002. 
That needs to be, be looked into. Um, look, there is so, so many housing developments across the city of Cape Town, underway, Delft, Pelican Park, um, um, other areas, Bialar, and so forth. And uh, many a times people is, is not aware of these developments, where to, to, to get the, um, a house and information. Sometimes our officials uh, at the housing departments is also not giving people the correct information. The, uh, coming in into to this position as mayor, that is something I will pick up on so that uh, we can get these issues out of the way to g- provide our public out there with the proper information. I'm sorry, I just had to smile because you like really pronounce all your R's. <laughs> you say our, where, the, the proper. it's like that Afrikaans <laughs> like accent. I'm sorry, it's just like, it's, it's cool, it's cool, I like it. Okay, so we have a skeptic in the house. Listener 7272 says, I would like to hear what, I would like to hear Dan play to talk a bit longer. How do we know you will do as you say because it's an election year next year? Look, um, when I was in the position before, I think um, I've done what was uh, what I was supposed to do and uh, um, I think um, one can't fool the electorate and the public of Captain. I'm, I'm not here to fool anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to make promises. Definitely not. I'm here to do my best. And that is why I said earlier, um, I will be straight to the public of Captain what it is I can do and what it is I cannot do. Um, I think the easiest of everything is our primary objective uh, in local government. Our primary issue we need to focus on is uh, service delivery and nothing else. Okay. I don't want us to, um, it's almost prayer time, you know, I want us to like answer the questions a bit like, I like it, I like it, I like it. Now, um, I have a related question. An election year is coming up. I'm going to ask you a really, really like tough question now. People might say that the DA just uses colored faces to get votes. Patricia DeLille, as the former mayor, the outgoing mayor, has said that the DA lacks transformation. And the leadership structures, they always have these white people. And the faces, they have the people of color. Is this, what do you think about this? Think Are you the, being used? The DA is completely diverse. You must remember I'm coming along with the DA for a very long time since in its inception. I was there when the DA was structured. I was there when um, the talks about the amalgamation of the DA and the then national part in NP at the time and the D, whatever DP and NP when when that uh, negotiations uh, took place, um, I've seen the DA grow and uh, to, to the giant what it is today. So at the end of the day, um, we're all a part of the Democratic Alliance. And in Cape Town, let me say to you, um, we're in charge of the Democratic Alliance. So you're not being used? No, no, definitely You're not, not. just like a token? Def- we, we, we are all over in leadership positions. Um, you must remember, I compete for this position with many others, with even white other people, diverse groups, and, yeah. and, and white people. 
And uh, the panel was a diverse panel. Each and everyone in the panel could, could have their point of view. The dice could fall to, onto someone else as well. Now, I'm comfortable in the Democratic Alliance that we are on the right path and that we are a party showing, uh, showcase um, racial diversity in South Africa. Thank you. Meneer Plato, the Muslims are now but. Dis Maghrib tyd. Ek is baie happy daarmee, ek wacht rustig tot daar klaar gebid is. Ok. Dankie. issue with myself Yazid Kamaldin and in studio we have the incoming mayor Dan Plato um, yeah so Mr. Plato there are a number of questions am I on air let me just see I need to get another microphone let me just sorry I just need to get another microphone is this one working sorry listeners about that technical error that we have experienced. Am I now on air? Great stuff. So, Mr. Plato, yeah, we have been talking since about 6 p.m. about your upcoming role as the mayor of Cape Town. Have I been confrontational? <laughs> no, no, no. I think um, you do what the listeners want you to do. I, I, I think I like the, the questions from the listeners. Um, I think um, the listeners want to get a, a sense of how I'm, my vision for the city, how I'm going to take issues uh, forward and what I'm going to do about the complex. There's real issues. I think some of the questions asked, like I think that factory and the pollution, I would love one of the callers to give me a telephone number for me to phone them tomorrow just to give them a sense of, to get for me to get a sense of what is the problem. I believe you okay, just so here's, so here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Quite a few callers, or rather quite a few listeners have written in to us on the WhatsApp line about a plant called Cisco in Kales River. And um, they are saying that this plant is creating pollution and noise, etc. And um, I have given them your number, actually. And they have Good. said that they will contact you. They are most welcome. In fact, listener 6223 is just saying, oh, we will all be contacting him, as in, ALL in no capital letters. At all. <laughs> <laughs> they will all be contacting you. So Cisco, um, or rather the residents of Kales River, um, do contact the incoming mayor. Um, he definitely is interested in finding out more about your situation. Now, um, a lot of housing questions as well. A lot of people and housing seems to be the L big prob big issue. One of the big issues. Listening, uh, let me take your mind back to the f one or 
the first or second uh, caller with regard to densification and I think I can understand why that question was thrown in and um, I think uh, our housing out as a government is, is not good enough. Um, Notwithstanding to say that there, nothing happened in the city. No, Patricia de Lille built lots and lots of houses. I need to say that first and foremost. But I think where, where we need to improve, we must improve. Look, looking at, I, I also mentioned to you about my experience in Ocean View this afternoon to learn 14,000 people of that small community on the housing waiting list without hope and cramped in windy houses and backyard structures and so on. That's not on. And, you know, boys and girls need to sleep together and boys and girls don't know where to, to wash and where to dress and that sort of thing. Socially, it's, it's, it's not conducive. But uh, notwithstanding, uh, I think what I will do, if, if Voice of the Cape will allow me uh, for another session like this, but not for me to speak, but to bring to you... Um, at least uh, one or two very senior housing officials. I, I now got a sense of the questions. I've got a sense of the of the housing issues you're grappling with, so that we on your show address housing. Let's look at social housing. Let's look at low cost housing. Let's look at um, um, the income level of three thousand five hundred and below for people to receive a RDP house. But I also think we should have a very focused yeah. program, yeah. And also those the higher earners, up to twenty thousand, can you get a subsidy and or uh, a, a subsidized state house if you earn fifteen thousand? You must remember many many of the upcoming youth um, with degrees and diplomas, a good job earn in that uh, salary in that bracket and they can get the house but many at times they do not have the necessary information they don't know where to go to where to get the info and that is where the thing is coming from other people that is where they get houses ahead of them and sometimes it is youngsters uh, and ahead of the older married couples and that sort of thing i would love to bring the clue up people to this show um, and to and for two hours just to talk around the necessary housing development. I will definitely take you up on that offer. In mm. a future burning issue, please. We'll talk about government. The RD, is it RDP uh, uh, houses? Uh, well, is it there's there's various housing types. Okay, the cool. first level obviously is RDP. The second level is gap housing. The third level uh, uh, is what we call uh, social housing developments. Okay, so we basically need to inform our, our listeners about those three housing opportunities. Definitely. And also we'll take questions around around them, um, around these kind of issues. I also have just received a message from 7187. The listener says, I am the ratepayers chairperson for Freude List. And um, he says that he will also contact you around Cisco, around One, this 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 plant, you know, that's um, that's apparently uh, creating a lot of uh, pollution in Kales River. So now let's go to the callers, or rather the listeners, um, the WhatsApp line. Let's look at some of the other questions, just to remind our listeners that um, if you do want to contact Mr. Plato directly, his cell number is 076-832-5505. That is 076-832-5505. Uh, 
He is currently still the MEC for Community Safety with the provincial, the Western Cape Provincial Government. But as of 1st of November, he's going to be the mayor of Cape Town. That's correct. So you already have a bit of a list here. Well, already uh, my attention is divided. <laughs> half of my attention uh, currently at the city of Cape Town already and uh, my other half still in the Western Cape Government. Is there going to be a bit of a handover? We, um, petition I, we're busy dealing with that. Okay. So uh, let's look at what else is happening on the WhatsApp line. Um, I'm just looking through the messages. So now, listener 0115, who constantly has been sending messages to the show, this is the last message I can read from this listener, says, there is a great chance that the DA will lose the next election. This is, of course, a theory from this listener. Without the majority support of the so-called colored people, geachte burgemeer, inkomende burgemeester Dan Plato, wat gaan u doen vir die kleurling christen en moslimgemeenskap om te verseker dat ons nog relevant bly in die nieuwe Zuid-Afrika wat thans net bestaan uit zwart en wit? Men ek van nou nie, ras as achtig raak nie, um, I think, um, but it's still a very relevant question, I think um, ek dink nie ons moet in sak en as gaan sit nie. Um, what does that mean? Um, um, we, I think we must stay relevant. Sak en what? Sorry? Sak en as. <laughs> ek wil jou neem vir some Afrikaans lessons. Leave me in Swellendam for a man. But um, um, I think um, that we, we are part of, of South Africa and um, I am of the opinion, uh, my job will be to ensure and to see, to service delivery, um, that it is provided to the best of our ability. And um, as a mayor for the city of Cape Town, that we show the public, I'm, I'm a non-white myself, I'm a, I'm a colored, I'm a brain man, I don't know what else, if I'm a, don't know if I'm going to say some koi blood and that sort of thing, but leave that now for the moment. Fact of the matter is that we show whoever um, we can govern, we can take charts, we can govern well, we can drive issues, and uh, we can show that as a non-white uh, nation that we can do things to the best of our ability. Okay, we have a caller. Caller, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Yes, wa alaikum salam. Um, I'm going to be a bit controversial, but I think one of the key problems that we have is a crisis in our thinking and the way to solve problems. We're not connecting the dots, as in the root causes of the problems. One of the things that I'd like to mention, and this was raised repeatedly on various shows um, on the radio about industrial hemp as a building material for housing, that's number one. The other thing that I'd wanted to speak about was pollution. We're talking electro-smog. That's um, the mayor, um, incoming mayor, uh, is he aware of electro-smog? So what is, we'll listen to your entire question and comment, and then the mayor can respond. Okay. Basically, electro-smog is um, the harm from cell towers, okay, and electric uh, cables that's running across. It's causing major health hazards, and people are getting seriously ill. So if there is a, a very confined space uh, where there's a lot of Wi-Fi, people are getting sick, and the only now doctors are beginning to become aware of it and internationally 
uh, Wi-Fi in public places is banned. That's the one issue. The other issue um, that I wanted to touch on was with electro-hypersensitivity, it means people have to literally live in the bush. They can't be anywhere near, which means they cannot contribute towards making a difference. So I also wanted to get hold of the guy with an app with regards to public, with safety and security. Um, he mentioned it, but um, I didn't get the mayor's contact number either. Um, do you want the mayor's contact number? Do you have a pen? Yes, I have. Okay. The mayor's cell phone number is the incoming mayor. I should correct myself. Okay. He's the incoming mayor. He's still the MEC for safety, community safety. He's the incoming mayor. And okay. um, his number is 076-832-5555. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And just one last thing. I don't quite know if um, Mr. Plato is aware of uh, Sandy Medici who came back from the BRICS event last year, October, in a total panic state about cell phone radiation and what it does. Yeah. Thank you for raising all these points. We do appreciate it. Shukran. Thank you. Okay. So, I mean, that's a lot. This just shows the kind of conversations that people are having, eh? Definitely. Interesting. Uh, quite very a different wide range of topics and issues, but very important. And like all of these issues from, from this lady, unfortunately, I don't have a name, but I would love to talk to her. I would love to receive a call She's or, got a, your number. or a message from her tomorrow and to, to engage and to deal with, with some of these issues. Look, I'm not saying, and, and I hope the lady is listening, I'm not saying I would be able to resolve all of these issues, but to take it to a, a new a, a next platform, a platform for other people in government, specifically in, in, in local government, the city of Cape Town and provincial government, to, to give her a hearing. Our planning and environmental officials, I'm not sure if, if many of them is aware of these uh, niggling issues, but serious niggling issues. And um, yeah, uh, looking at electric cables, the electro smog um, that cause pollution, um, and looking at at, at the, the harms uh, of, of Wi-Fi and that sort of thing, um, new issues on the horizon. We say thank you for, 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 for Wi-Fi and for cell phones and the cables and that sort of thing, but sometimes one is not aware of the harms and the dangers that is closely linked to them. Yeah. I must just say that once again, more District 6 related questions and more housing questions are coming through, but also another question relating to the diversity of Cape Town. The listener... 1723 says, I have not seen any improvements in conditions. Firstly, the listener has lived for 52 years in Cape Town and refers to the listener says they are a previously disadvantaged individual and an ex-resident of District 6. And the listener continues by saying, I have not seen any improvements in conditions and opportunities for the majority of Cape Town's, Cape Town's poorer people. And the struggle is real. I know implementing first world ideas to people with third world mentality is a challenge, but maybe you need to change their perceptions and let everyone feel like a part of the city, not just the wealthy that never see the real side of Cape Town. Now, it has often been said that Cape Town is a tale of two cities. Two cities. Poor, rich. People live on that side of the mountain, people live on this side of the mountain. As the incoming mayor, how do you intend to bring people closer together, to bring people to understand each other as well? 
Look, first of and foremost, there's a lot of NGOs dealing with that issue, bringing people closer together, people to understand uh, each other, uh, looking from the religious front, the, the, the religious network consisting of Muslims and Christians. I attend some of the sessions where they engage and where, they under, where, where Muslims could understand the Christian reality, uh, religion a bit better and for the Christians to understand the Muslim religion better, um, entities, various Muslims. Muslim entities, such even the M- MJC involved uh, with such uh, engagements and discussions. But with regard to um, the two worlds and that sort of thing, you know, to, to move Mannenberg from Mannenberg and to put them where? To move Elsie's River away from Elsie's River and to put them where? I think uh, what needs to happen is is massive upgrade massive change of of community's environment uh, with the necessary amenities, with the necessary uh, social fabric you change and and, and so forth. I think there's a lot of room for that. Even looking at um, the informal settlement areas, I think previously I made reference to that. When are we going to begin to start doing away, addressing the informal settlement issues in, and it's part of this how what do the you, caller are, are trying to how say How do you intend to work with citizens and how do you want to encourage citizens to work with you? Look, first of all it's, it's, it's one thing to make decisions for citizens and to think you have all the answers um, All my predecessors, Helen Zeller Petitia Dill, never had all the answers You need to engage you need to have an open door policy. Uh, you need to listen to people, uh, to their issues, how they see chains, uh, what is the chains they want. And, and again, back to my earlier point, what it is we can provide what, uh, within budget. Um, many a times people want the sun and the moon, and our budget cannot provide the sun and the moon, and the public needs to understand that. We can only provide what our budgets allow us to provide. But one thing um, I don't want to get away from, and that is to the, the issue with regard to change the environment in our disadvantaged communities. Currently, the city of Cape Town, the mayor's office is running with what they call the MERP program. Um, mail upgrade and renewable um, program and that sort of thing. It changes the scope of the of the communities uh, to see that the necessary amenities that are supposed to be there are there. The beautifying of of the of the area. Uh, sometimes that contributes to, to many other social ills. It's the, the sicknesses the public feel they are just dumped there. There is nothing installed for them, etc., etc. The other thing uh, in in Hanover Park where I pick up this morning when some of the learners said to me, they only know Hanover Park. They know nothing else. And uh, at the end of the day, as the state, as the government, what other role can we play uh, to take people around, learners around, to show them more of the beauty of Cape Town? And and, uh, the question was posed this morning, 
how many of you uh, visit Table Mountain and to see 80% of the hands go up of, of, of matriculants and of grade 11s and that sort of thing, stating they were never up till now uh, ever in, Cape, uh, in, in, in on Table Mountain and that sort of thing. Never visit Kirsten Boss and so on. Um, never visit the beaches and that sort of thing. It just shows you the, the, social, the various social issues still we experience in our communities where people not, uh, they are only bound to the area where they currently live and they know nothing better than that community. And that is what I'm, I'm trying to say. We will have to, to change people's lives for the better and um, I will avail a lot of time to that. Okay. Now, I just want to ask you something. So many people are asking me for your cell number and I'm just typing it. I'm you just sending are it. Most welcome How do you deal with all the WhatsApps? Um, I mean, I'm struggling here. No, look, um, I do have personnel, I do have staff. I will all the calls, all the numbers, I will give to my staff to phone to follow up to do. Th- I will never be able to do it's a lot on my own i mean we have but like 50 whatsapps just in the show there's personnel that will definitely assist me tomorrow morning okay i just wanted to get that out the way so um now we have a question from a a, a listener you know the thing is um i also want to ask you a bit more of your kind of experiences you know as a politician because i think we're also trying to get to know you mm-hmm. right we're not just trying to like get lots and lots of questions about electricity and housing and this and this and this. I mean, for you as a, a, a an MEC, do you think your life is going to be busier when you become the mayor? Because you've been the mayor before. Like, I mean, how does it work? Look, um, if a politician is not busy, uh, he mustn't be in politics. We are here to serve. We are here to, to listen to the public. We are here to steer their lives into a direction. We are here to give them hope. We're here to encourage them. If we do not have answers, you go and find the necessary answers. If you cannot assist, uh, you say to them, that officer, that office will be able to assist. That is our primary role. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, um, the role of a politician is not only not to sit on his backside, but uh, to be out there and to assist in bringing about the necessary chains. So I, I can foresee um, I'm busy right now, and I think I will be just as busy when I take office the 1st of November. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it's already after five and you're still working. Yeah. Is that a typical day? Well, yeah. Look, going home from here, not to go and shower and and to go to bed. No. Um, I answered and phoned people back up to 12 o'clock at night. Wow. And and let me say to you, I'm on record for doing that. Mm -hmm. I want to come now to a community safety related question. It is a question related to the Cales River Police Station. It's from listener 7407 saying... The Cales River SAPS resources has expanded tremendously over the last 15 years. Rather, the area, sorry, has expanded. The Cales River area has expanded tremendously over the last 15 years with no change in the police resources. So why must middle income earners always be pushed aside when it comes to service delivery? There are gangsters living amongst us two shooting each other in broad daylight. That's the one question from listener 7407. And the listener also asks about the mixed housing from Eerste River from 
polka dry Kales River. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Look, I, I don't know much. I said to listeners earlier, I will be straight with regard to what I can do, what I cannot do, and I want to be straight in this instance. Polka dry housing development, I will have to find out from the city's officials tomorrow. Um, I, if the listener could provide particulars, or the listener must have my cell number by now to give me a call. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat the and, number again. And uh, I will do the necessary follow up. But, but with regard to Kells River Police Station, look, my um, Western Cape um, Standing Committee for Community Safety uh, have done a study um, three years ago, actually just over two years ago, uh, with regard to the resources at the various police stations, because I moan for a lengthy period of time about visible policing, which is non-existent. Mm-hmm. And uh, the study find that 85% of our police stations in the Western Cape is under-resourced. Kells River, police station, Belleville, Paro, all those stations all of them under-resourced. So you're saying this comes so back to your earlier point about your battle back to with the national... W- exactly. Um, and we, we, we're having up to just over 1,000 less police officers in, in Cape Town. And if we could get that over 1,000 and uh, shift them, place them out to the various police stations, Kaysarova can do with 10, 15 extra men and women. And that will up their numbers considerably. Um, p- obviously, I've said it before, police management made a mistake. I said to police management, admit your mistake, rectify the mistake. They uh, let go of thousands of police reservists. And police reservists uh, is a force multiplier. And we are now minus that force multiplier. If police can just rectify those issues I've raised now, um, then uh, resources problems at police stations are resolved. Hmm. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll go into some more questions. Welcome back to The Burning Issue. We are now in the last quarter hour of the show. Of course, I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin, and in studio we have the incoming Cape Town Mayor, Dan Plato, who's been very responsive to most of the questions. Thank you, really, for making the time. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a caller. Caller, assalamu alaikum. Good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. Um, alaikum salam and good evening, MEC Plato. Evening, lady. Um, and I just want to say that... Um, to, uh, that NEC Plato has been extremely modest this evening. He's not really telling the people how much he's really done on a positive note. I'm one of those who will shout when things go wrong and also one of those who will shout when things go right. When NEC Plato was the mayor of the city of Cape Town, he had a clean slate report compared to the other areas in South Africa. When he had an audit um, as the MEC for safety and security, he was clean slate. So that means he's doing something right and he's serving the people. What the people also don't know is that this man gets up front and personal with the gangsters, without bodyguards, trying to solve gangsterism and violence. And we don't get people like this who would have the nerve to go out 
sit with these people and and try and solve issues on a face-to-face basis. So thank you, um, MEC Pato, appreciate it. Eh? Thank you so, so much for Did you those pay kind her? Did you pay her to I phone? really don't know the lady, <laughs> but I'm not here to uh, whatever with my own feathers and that sort of thing, but it's good for the public to note and to recognize. But um, it just shows you one needs to do more much much more and i hope uh, god will grace me with the necessary wisdom to do much much more for the citizens of cape town and with the help of the citizens as well yeah at voice of the cape we would say inshallah i mean <laughs> thank you god willing so coming back to the whatsapp line listeners shukran thank you so much of course for all your messages that you've been sending on the whatsapp line the number is 072 we also have, of course, the live on-air number, which is 021-442-3530. So, again, a community safety question coming through from one of our listeners, and this is listener 7272 saying, um, what will you do about all the drug dens popping up like cockroaches in our area, such as Pelican Park? It's not Pelican Park alone. Um, I want to thank the caller or uh, the listener the listener for the question very importantly. Drugs is a major, major problem in Cape Town. And um, we moan, I moan to National uh, for the bringing back of the specialized drug and can unit, and they have done so eventually. And uh, Minister uh, um, Becky Taylor, I think last week he launched the, the gang unit and drug unit as a specialized unit uh, for Cape Town and the Western Cape. I just hope and pray they will reap the necessary benefits for us, that they will go out there and knock those drug dens and knock them very, very hard. Okay. So I just want to say that listeners are asking for your number. And once again, I'll just repeat it. The number is 76 8325505 that is the number for MEC for community safety damplater are you going to change this number at the end of the no, month no definitely not <laughs> please don't because a lot of people are going to save this number so let's look at another question um so firstly i want to listen to 1135 says first i want to congratulate mr plato on his new appointment I tried to be given a hearing when he was the mayor previously and I was very disappointed in the attention I received. I was sent from pillar to post and I am still where I am. Nonetheless, okay, let's just see what the question is. Nonetheless, the, mm, I'm trying to find the question. The person basically just wants to talk to you. I'll give them your number. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give them your number. You're most welcome. Okay. Um, Let's look at what other listeners have to ask. Okay. Listener 7661 is saying that they have lost confidence in the police. What do you say about that as MEC for Community Safety? That is the feeling of of many, many people. Um, Um... Effectiveness, efficiency of the police service is at stake as a result of um, a lack of resources at many, many uh, police stations. Um, 
vans not coming out in time they took three four hours to pay attention to one complaint and so forth um, it's it's not good service delivery at all and um, I uh, have a feel for that so my my point is um, we have asked for the Western Cape government asked the national minister of police to grant us the appointment of 1,000 police reserves reserves that could be employed by the Western Cape government, we will pay their remuneration, their salaries, but the police can um, deploy them as they wish at the necessary police stations. If that can happen, we will have in our gangster-stricken communities and areas many, many more manpower available and almost immediately available. Okay. The issue in Cape Town and the Western Cape at last with policing today is the lack of manpower. Okay, so our listeners, many are sending messages and asking for the number, and they are saying, um, please read it slowly. So in the next few minutes, before we end the show, I'm definitely going to repeat the number. I would encourage you to please get your pen and paper so that I don't have to continuously type the number in reply to a WhatsApp message. So please get your pen and paper in a couple of minutes. Before we end the show, I'm going to read the, the uh, Dampaters number again. Now, health is another concern for listeners. One listener says, and this is listener 9197, saying, What will the new mayor be doing to help with job creation in the health sector? Hospitals and clinics need extra staff to see to long waiting periods for appointments. I mean, health is a primary. Yeah, no, that have been discussed by my colleague, um, Dr. Norma Frenzumbombu, the Western Cape Minister for Health. I think the health sector is well aware of those problems. We know about, specifically in the mornings, people queuing from 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning at various day hospitals and clinics. It is a problem. They, um, confidently, they are really addressing that problem, but it it could be advisable for that specific minister also uh, to come to you onto your show and to answer some of those uh, mingling questions. I think we should get the health um, MEC probably on here because I mean health is just such a basic important thing. Now um, our listener two eight nine one is saying something very interesting, and this listener is saying, "Good evening." Lots of people want houses because renting in someone's backyard is more expensive than buying a house. Look, that is to some extent true. Um, during my time as mayoral committee member for, for housing, that is what I experienced as myself. Um, I, I refer now for the third time to my visit to Ocean View this afternoon. That is what I was told today, that um, a person in a in a backyard structure such as a Wendy house pay up to 2,500 rand and the the, the, the house uh, the landlord demand that money so um, getting hold of a government house at the end of the day um, you you might pay even much cheaper for that you, okay. for, for that rental structure and that is there is such an awful lot I think there is four or five housing codes running currently in Cape Town and many 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 people is not aware of that. There are people that earn anything between three thousand five hundred and up, up to twenty 
20,000 rand. They can get the necessary governmental assistance. And it is clear to me, looking at the amount of questions asked tonight, says to me, are people, they are ill-informed. They are not informed. And I think you are quite right, and, and, and uh, um, I would assist you in facilitating a process of getting senior officials onto your program to answer to those questions, to provide the public with the correct information. How is it that the public is not aware of all the social housing projects around them, that they can apply for uh, for their own structure? Why must they go and make someone else rich and live in a backyard stru- st- structure for so, so many years? Mm-hmm. From where go? They can stay in their own house and pay government, and after 10, 15 years, the house is theirs. I just want to continue, because we have only about four minutes left. I just want to continue that message from listener 2891, because I found it so fascinating. The listener says, also some Indian people are poor, like many colored people, but we don't get hired because people think we own businesses, yet we are just working class people. And other people think all Indian people are rich. Gangsters also target us thinking we have heaps of cash. This is just someone sharing an opinion. Yeah, look, you know? uh, um, if, if you live in a specific community, people regard you as uh, somehow a b- bit more wealthier and that sort of thing. But um, dad and mum might have been, but not necessarily the children. They need to look after themselves, and maybe mom and dad is not in a position uh, to look after the children as well. Children still need to go and apply. My message to them is the moment you're getting married or or you're getting over uh, over 18 years old, go to the nearest housing office, put your name down there, regardless if you're even going to use the housing opportunity in future or not. We have time for two more questions. Listener 5289 says, Mr. Plato keeps informing us about the police being understaffed, yet when there is a peaceful march by fed-up communities, then there are hundreds of policemen available. No, I'm well aware of that. I did receive those complaints. Um, Obviously, what they are doing, they draw police officers from all over the Western Cape for specific marches. They don't know if the march will be peaceful or if something might happen, something wrong. And if there is not police officers available, maybe say businesses get targeted and people rush and run into shopping centers, that sort of thing, then everybody will ask the other questions. Where was apps? Why were they not prepared? And I think the public must see it in that light. But then doesn't it mean that the some other area is being deprived of police officers if you are deploying everyone to another area? Well, it's only to fulfill a specific function. If the march is over, the police officers return to their base. Okay. Now, the last question, Faldila from Bontieville asks, can the incoming mayor please advise on the 4.5 million rand for one night spent on putting on the lights every year in Cape Town? Is this necessary? Will you spend this money? (laughs) I think that is one of the most tricky questions all evening long. Um, <laughs> it's from the front page of the newspapers today. It's a question. To, uh, I think Patricia Delol, the current mayor, did give an explanation uh, to always uh, messages. Uh, 
we owe that to the public of Cape Town looking at the entry to the festive season and that sort of thing to create the necessary hype and for everybody to feel good and for thousands of people to flock into Cape Town with the lights. Look, it is it is now customary every year it is happening, but if there's a feel that needs um, in future it needs to be looked at, um, one one note that concern. This is the very, very last message, 7526 Lees and Plato. All the best for round two to Mr. Plato. That's all the listener has to say. Buy a donkey. Thank you for your confidence in me and I really appreciate it. It was lovely talking over your show tonight. Lovely dealing with all the um, hardcore questions and, and I, I, I hope I've do justice on the program with regard to how best I deal with all each and every one of the questions. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you very much for joining us. When you do, we do hope that you will be a return visit to the Voice Thank of you. Cape. Would love to. Thank you very much. From myself, Yazid Kamaldin, Assalamu Alaikum.